uh, starting in verse 8. And uh, the Lord has just given him a rather challenging mission, uh, one that I think we would find daunting, to go and preach to a rebellious people and announce the word of the Lord to them, knowing that they are congenitally rebellious, practically. They've been that way for a long time, and the uh, probability is they're not going to change by Ezekiel's preaching, but God wants him to preach it. He wants him to go and tell them the message, thus says the Lord. So, chapter 2, verse 8, to 3, verse 3. challenges Ezekiel again. He tells him to open his mouth and eat what he's giving to him. Now, if he's going to preach, thus says the Lord, he's got to have the Lord's message to preach. And so he gives him the scroll and tells him just to eat it. If his mouth wasn't already hanging open from the vision he just had, it will be now to eat the scroll. And that's what he's told to do and that's what he's going to do. Now, that, that's obviously, uh, you know, a, a, a physical way of seeing what we must do. We talk about, you know, I devoured that book. We don't really mean we ate the paper. We mean we took it in by reading it and thinking about it, hearing it, whatever. Well, he actually physically eats this book. And uh, he, uh, it was written on both sides, front and back. Which I suppose is an indication that God has a lot for Ezekiel to say. You know, he couldn't get it all on one side of the scroll. He needed both sides for it. And uh, there's no blank page for Ezekiel to fill in his own comments or additions or adjustments. Now, I think it's interesting, this concept of, of this message on the scroll being in like a fixed, unalterable form. You know, this has been written, already written. Ezekiel's taking in exactly what God has written to him. And so, I mean, there's there's really nothing, there's, there's no room for creativity on Ezekiel's part. Here's the message, take it in and deliver it. You know, just preach it like it says it. I mean, that's the thing that he has to do. Now, this really is an opportunity to demonstrate whether Ezekiel is like the rest of the nation or not. And God challenges him with that in verse 8. You know, listen to what I'm speaking to you. Do not be rebellious like that rebellious house. I mean, here's the challenge. Is he going to rebel like they did? If he doesn't speak the message the way God tells him, then he would prove himself to be a worthy member of this rebellious house, right? So what's he going to do with it? That's really the challenge here for him. 
Now, think about several concepts here. This really affects a little bit our view of inspiration, perhaps. I mean, you know, God gives us a message inspired by him, and it's really not negotiable. This is not a discussion document. It's, it's God's message. I mean, it's the way it is. It says what it says. Now, it's not a mechanical thing. Ezekiel takes it into himself and preaches it. So it's spoken through a person. But it's the message God gives that person. And uh, that's what we need to do. We need to take the message into us. And what we proclaim needs to be exactly what God has told us. Um, now, it's interesting. This challenge to him. You take it as a challenge. I mean, he keeps telling him, eat it, eat it. And Ezekiel opens his mouth and eats it. It's interesting that the first son of man had a test revolving around his eating too. And he didn't obey that test. But but four times here, Ezekiel's told to eat it. And he opens his mouth and he eats it. And so he's going to have God's word in his body. Uh, he's going to have his word filling up his whole system. That, that's exactly the concept we need to have. We need to really ingest God's Word. It's not going to be by physically eating the paper. It's going to be by really reading, studying, meditating, getting it inside of us, getting it, understanding it, treasuring it up, and then we're speaking it, then, then announcing it. And, and so, we can't do what God wants us to do in that if we don't know it. I mean, it takes a lot of reading, 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 meditating, studying, you know, we've got to really just learn what it says. And that, that's the key. That's the first step. And then we just present what's, what's said. You know, it's not up to us to make it sound better or worse. Or to modify it in any way. God's given us the message he wants us to preach. And that's what we need to do. Uh, so, I mean, there's just a, a real value <clears throat> attached to the word, the message of God. We've got to treasure that. Treasure it more highly. Really see, you know, this is God's message. And and it needs to be respected and honored and appreciated for what it is. Thoughts and comments? Rich. Because its lamentation is morning and low, we, we would expect it to taste bitter than all. And, and had he been as his contemporaries were, uh, the method, it, it definitely been that. But because he was God of man, it was sweetness to the time. Good point. Yeah, I, I should have mentioned that. Yeah, that's exactly right. And I mean, if we love God, then what he says is something that is very sweet and attractive to us. Just like if you love somebody, you really like hearing what they say because it's from the person you love. So we need to have that kind of, uh, you know, just an appetite for God's message. Yes, Rachel. Um, I think if you just like think about the digestive process, just kind of as it is, it makes it really an interesting point because when you control it, and it's just interesting that that thing is when you control it, you know, it dissolves into becomes a part of the media. So now Ezekiel is technically a physical human representation of what was on that scroll. So rather than God just sending his word and sending the scroll out to people, he's doing it to his equal to eat and then sort of become the physical representation. 
Amen. Robert. to treasure the message. That needs to be really important to us. We need to love it. Yeah. Jake. This makes me think of Jesus when he talked about eating his flesh and uh, drinking his blood and how that was a hard saying for people. And then they just left because it was such a hard saying. And uh, that, to me, that just makes me appreciate the disciples. We can all part their wrongdoings and things like that. But the, the, the ones who stay close to him. And even though, you know, it might have been a hard saying to them. They still ate it and they stuck it. They stuck it out. You know, like, yeah, I don't really understand, but I love you. You know, I've seen what you've done. I see how you are. And even though you say something that either I don't understand or it's kind of, it's, it's disgusting or however I can think about it, I know you. And so, therefore, since I know you, I'm going to try my best to understand it. And I want you to teach me hate once this week. Sure. Yeah, we need to take Jesus into us. Remember Revelation 10. John also ate the word in the similar way. And it tasted good to him. Of course, it was bitter in his stomach because of the content. Other thoughts? Yes. It's hard to develop a taste for something if you never experience it. You know, I, there were things that as a teenager I wouldn't eat because I thought they tasted bad. Well, I never tried them and I never eaten them. And when I got to college, nothing tasted like mom's cooking. I decided I'm going to learn to eat this stuff. And some of the stuff I thought tasted bad now is some of my favorite food. You know, I developed a taste for it. So if you haven't developed a taste for the word yet, you're going to have to spend more time in it and it will grow on you. Good point. Other thoughts? Yes, Austin. You mentioned it earlier about God is not good and spirit is good. He's not about the but he said, open your mouth and eat. There's not, well, what is it, Lord? Or what if I don't like it? What is you know, he going to do to me? There's no question. And, and that's how we need to take a lot of work on the first studying it. It's not, well, how do I make this fit in my way? No, it's open our mouths. Yeah. It's not a cafeteria. We don't have the right to pick and choose. Yeah. Okay. 4 to 11. <laughs> 